Hello and welcome back to the Mike on the Mic podcast, everybody. And this is the first episode of DJ Mikey D Unfiltered. And you're probably wondering, what the hell does that mean? Um, well, this is uh, where we just we get to sit back, relax, discuss things. And um, that means, I mean, usually my topics, right, they are planned out. And kind of know what I'm saying, kind of not. But in this episode, this is literally where, you know, we, we're just going to be browsing the internet on certain things. And it's just, it's unfiltered, unplanned stuff. That's what this is. This is episode one of that, so that's pretty much the premise of it. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Um... One of my favorite things to do is just look up some stupid news. So that's what we're going to be doing in the episode one of this. So let's look up some stuff. This is what, like I said, this is where we just get to sit back, sit, sit back, chillax, and just have a good time talking to each other. You know, we get, we get to learn some things together. It's going to be amazing. So we are on... I looked up stupid news. We're on AP News right now. I've never used this one before, so we're going to see what kind of stories they got. What's updated? A Kansas couple charged with collecting man's retirement while keeping his body in their home six years. Wait, Kansas couple charged collecting man's retirement. Is it just a random man? Or did they, like, steal his house or something? Let's read this. Uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Kansas couple have been charged with fraudulently... Fraud... God, I can't even talk today. Figures. Fraudulently collecting more than 215000 in retirement benefits on behalf of a dead relative. Okay, dead relative. While they concealed his body inside. Dead relative, bro? Really? How heartless could you be? Wait, authorities say Mike Carroll's peace, pacemaker whoops, uh, showed that he died in 2016 at age 81. But Overland Park police didn't discover his body until 2022 after his son-in-law, Kirk Ritter, called police to report his death in Kansas City suburb. Prosecutors say Lynn Ritter and Kirk Ritter, both 61, continued depositing and spending from Carroll's bank account even while his body became mummified on a bed in the home he owned and Lynn Ritter is Carroll's Mike Carroll's daughter so wait a minute here Lynn Ritter is this guy's daughter and Kirk Ritter her husband, or whatever, called police to report his death in 2022? If this is what they were doing, why would he do that? A Kansas couple... I mean, this is a heartless fucking thing to do, but... Damn! What? Family members told the Kansas City Star that the Ritters would repeatedly give them excuses about why Carol could never take a phone call or a visit while leading them to believe that Carol was still alive. 
Right, right. The couple is due to appear in federal court to face several charges on February 2nd. Excuse me. <clears throat> they didn't respond to phone and email messages from the newspaper, and court documents do not list a defense attorney re- representing them. Prosecutors said the pension and Social Security payments Carroll received over the six years after his death totaled to $216,076. And, but bank records from that time showed checks being written from his bank account and cashed by Lynn and Kirk Ritter. Wow, these people are pieces of shit, dude. What I just what I don't understand from this story at all though is why So yeah, this couple was charged for collecting his retirement money after he's been dead and mummified in their house for for freaking what, 6 years. I just I don't get why Kirk Ritter would call the police and report his death 6 years later. Like if like, if I'm going to be heartless here for a minute, if your plan is to get that dough, why do that? But then again, like, I'm kind of glad that he did because what the hell are you doing in the first place collecting somebody else's money for six years? I mean, that's messed up. Yeah, wow, what a story, bro. That's fucking horrible. Let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. <clears throat> What a horrible freaking story, dude. Dog shelters? Nah. Time running out for landmark old boat that became a California social media star. I've never heard of this. Let me see what this is about. It's a... What is it? It's an old shipwreck in California. The Ivernish Shipwreck sits in disarray on the shores of Tamales Bay in Ivernish, California. I'm not certain. I'm not certain I've heard of this before. Uh, time is apparently running out for the old wooden boat that became an Instagram star as it is rotted on a shoreline north of San Fran. Recent storms have shamble have made a shambles of it. Uh, I guess it's rotting out, I guess. I didn't know it was famous to begin with. So yeah, time is apparently running out for California's Ivernish shipwreck, an old wooden boat that became an Instagram star as it rotted on a shoreline north of San Francisco. Recent storms have made a shambles of the fort. Forlorn vessel named Point Rise, which was already deteriorated from the overattention of visitors to the uh, Marine County coast. San Francisco Bay News reported this week. The National Park Service is, is aware that additional damage occurred to the vessel as a result of the most recent storms and tides. Point Reyes National Seashore officials said in the statement to the SF Gate news site, while we recognize that this is a local landmark and destination, the National Park Service is evaluating options to remove it safely. Oh, man. So it's like a... So, oh, it's like a national... I didn't realize it was like a national landmark. Wow, that's interesting. 
So it looks like a shipwreck. I'm seeing an image of it now, too, I know. Sadly, you folks aren't, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's a shipwreck, the Ivern, they call it the, or, well, I've been mispronouncing it. Whoops, it's the Inverness, I think. Not Ivernus, Inverness. Whoops. So the Inverness vessel. I mean, that's pretty cool. That is cool. The boat was built in 1940s and used for transportation and fishing before it was abandoned years ago. A ground near the community in, of Inverness on a section of the Tamales Bay shoreline that is part of the Point Rise National Seashore. It then became a tourist draw and a darling of social media, apparently. Instagram alone has more than 5,500 images of this boat. <clears throat> now the scene that caught the eyes of so many photographers is just about gone. It is rotting away. Man. Apparently it's dangerous too. Because of all the rot. It's much more dangerous than it used to be. The fire chief said, I would just as soon people not come out because someone's going to get hurt on the thing. Yeah, it's rotting out and falling apart. Yeah, it could be dangerous. Man, that's a sad story, too, man. A little, little national uh, national moment there falling to shreds, man. Crap, dude. Exploding. Whoa. Exploding toilet at a Dunkin' store in Florida left a customer filthy and injured. <laughs> of course. It's exploding toilet. How are you not going to get filthy from that, dude? So, exploding toilet at Dunkin' store in Florida left a customer filthy and injured. What a title. All right, we got to read this. So, we're in Orlando, Florida, folks. A customer has filed a negligence lawsuit against Dunkin', claiming he was injured by an exploding toilet at one of the coffee chain's locations in Central Florida. What's his name? Paul Keurig. I'm just going to call him Paul Keurig. That's a weird last name. He's seeking more than $100,000 in a lawsuit filed Wednesday in state court in Orlando, claiming he suffered severe and long-term injuries. Following the explosion of a toilet in the men's room of a Duncan location in Winter Park, Florida. Over a year ago? He's doing this. <clears throat> it says over a year ago. I don't know. I'm not good with legal battles, but that seems weird. After the explosion left Keurig covered in human feces, urine, and debris. Debris, as I call it. He walked out of the men's room seeking help from workers and the store manager. According to the lawsuit, an employee told him that they were aware of the problem with the toilet since there had been previous incidents, the lawsuit says, without diving into further details about the explosion. Further incidents. Dude, what a terrible toilet. If you're having previous incidents with a toilet, and then the next thing you know it explodes on a customer, that is wrongdoing right there that's messed up you've had previous incidents with this toilet and then it blows up buddy that's that's wild uh when contacted thursday by email 
for uh, more details on uh, Curex injuries, his attorney, Scott Pradley, Spradley, Scott Spradley, what is up with these names today, dude? Uh, he said he was tied up and couldn't answer the questions until the following day. The Canton, the Canton Massachusetts-based company did not immediately respond to an email seeking comment. Okay, I have to say this real quick. This doesn't even have to do with the article, but like the information in the article, but I hate when articles do that. It's talking about Duncan, and it just randomly said, the Canton, Massachusetts-based company did not immediately respond to the email seeking comment. Why do news writers do this? Just say Duncan. Oh, Duncan Company did not immediately respond to an email. No, let me say, the Canton, Massachusetts-based company did not immediately respond to an email seeking con. Duncan, boy. It's Duncan, okay? Not the Canton, Massachusetts-based company. It's Duncan. Sorry. So... The lawsuit says Curic suffered bodily injury and uh, bodily human feces on him and has required mental health care <laughs> and counseling since the incident in January 22. Dude, this toilet exploded on him so bad. He had to get mental health care and counseling. This happened... Last year, January 2022, and he is still not okay. Dude. What a story. What a story, dude. Oh my god. What? Dude, that's a hard one to top. We're going to have to see what we can do here. Bone on bone. Bone on bone. This bionic knee sleeve will transform your knees back 17 years. I do. Oh. Getting hella texts right now. Why? Uh, but, uh, Banksy. Banksy stop sign in London nabbed with bolt cutters an hour after its reveal. What does that even mean? A Banksy stop sign in London nabbed with bolt cutter. So somebody stole it an hour after its reveal. I am so confused by this uh, This door. It's in London. Banksy stop sign. And let's read this. I don't know what that means. The elusive artist Banksy. Oh, okay. The elusive artist Banksy displayed his latest work on London Street Corner, and it was taking, taken less than an hour after uh, its installation on Friday. And this was this was uploaded December 22nd, 2023, so it must have been then. Hey, uh, artist Banksy displayed a stop sign? He, he did a stop sign piece? It's a red stop sign with three military drones on it. And it was taken in the middle of the day by a man with bolt cutters as witnesses snapped photos and shot video in the Peckham section of South London. 
people commenting on Banksy's Instagram accurately predicted it wouldn't be there long after the artist posted a photo of it. Some of his work was sold for tens of millions of dollars. Oh, so this was like, I was wondering if it was kind of like a thing where it was, because it looks like a red stop sign with military drones on it. I didn't know if it was some sort of protest while I was taken, but oh, some of his work sold for tens of millions of dollars, baby. It's a money thing. Okay. And we got some statements for some people, and that's about it. That's about it, the story. That's not really a good story, dude, to be honest. So this dude, Banksy, made a art piece with military drones on a stop sign and put it on a... Someone stole it. Okay. It's a money thing. All right, let's check a different website here, I think. Um, that web AP news, I don't even know. I've never used that stuff, but it's that's some pretty cool things on there. Yeah, let's do weird news, funny thing. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Let's do that one. Wife publicly shames cheating husband in savage way. Oh, man. I... I kind of want to read that. So, this article is called, Wife publicly shames cheating husband in a savage way, and some say it's too much. Oh, buddy, this is the tea I'm looking for. Okay. So, a wife was so intent on getting revenge on her love rat husband that she came up with in a cunning way to tell the whole world what he'd done. Finding out your partner has been unfaithful was an awful experience, and while victims heal from it in various different ways, sometimes revenge is a dish best served cold. Damn, this article's written pretty well, bro. In different ways, sometimes revenge is a dish best served cold? <laughs> Man, who wrote this? Niyama Kirk? Good job, man. This is pretty good. All right, you're think you're getting me into this already, man. Wait, how do I read it? Wait. Start your oh, uh, the article. I was so conf there's so many ads on this freaking website. Jesus. It says one woman displayed her cheating husband's antics in a scathing note written on a mattress. Perched up on the side of a wall outside her home, she made it clear her intentions were to get a divorce, but some people have questioned whether it was a step too far. The message written in red paint reads, I changed the locks, and then his name, it doesn't say it for some reason, uh, take the bed to her name's house, slut, I'm divorcing you. I told the kids what you did in our bed, and they don't love daddy anymore. Damn. But it's not just the neighbors who saw that uh, damning message. She also shared a picture of the damage to a Reddit thread anonymously titled, Let's bring the kids to this. Holy hell, so... So she wrote that message... On what? I thought it was on the bed. Oh, it's on a bed outside their house. 
Damn. Yeah, it shows the photo. That's crazy. So she took the bed where he that he cheated on, wrote on it, and put it outside the house, and now everybody's seeing it. <laughs> and she went a step further and put it on freaking Reddit. And Reddit uh, users are divided by whether she did the right thing. Many people called out her husband's behavior with one person saying, why don't the kids deserve to know that someone important in their life is a bad person? I mean, I wouldn't tell them details, but if they already know what sex is, they should know that their father did something wrong. See, it says, why don't the kids deserve to know that someone important in their life is a bad person, but they did was bad? Yeah, I could agree to that, honestly. Yeah, like, if they already know what the, what, that cheating is wrong and stuff, and... Yeah, I think they sh yeah, they deserve to know. And then it says a second agreed, the kids deserve to know why their family's getting split apart. Obviously, you have to cater somewhat to their age, but kids are smarter than we give them credit for. Yeah. I can agree to that. Yeah, cuz I mean, it's weird, you know, like I don't know how old these kids are, but they uh yeah, their freaking dad cheated or what? I mean, this is a little, <laughs> this is pretty extreme. Taking the bed that he did the deed on and just freaking put it outside with, it looks like red paint or something, or like a, maybe spray paint, I don't know. It's freaking weird. It's a huge bed though, so it, you can put a freaking message on that for sure. Um, but it says, but not everyone is in favor of the impulsive revenge. One person said, this is anger and hurt in action before thinking. Another said, shaming your partner for cheating is fine in my book, but your kids deserve to have a good relationship with their dad, not have him slandered for something that he had nothing to do with them. Yeah, but in the end, though, like... You, that's tough, because this person saying shaming your partner for cheating is fine in my book, but your kids deserve to have a good relationship with their dad. I mean... Yeah, they deserve to have a good relationship with their dad for sure. But they need to know what he's done. And then they can just take that information and realize if they want to have, like, a good relationship with their dad or not. You know what I mean? Like, it's all... What you do matters. Like, you, you have to have some integrity here. Like, if you don't want your kids knowing that you're a freaking cheater, then don't freaking do it. Buddy, you know what I'm saying? Shaming, shaming your partner for cheating is freaking. That's what you do if you don't want cheated on. Know what I'm saying? Like this, this story is funny, bro. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty savage. But I mean, I probably wouldn't do that. But fucking kudos, man. That's that's awesome. Let's do another story here. Uh, what's with all... Now I'm getting... Oh, wait. This one... What's this one? Dad leaves wife seething after hiding secret meeting in his baby name choices. 
I'm not really. I don't find that interesting. Um, super rats invade UK homes during freezing cold weather. How to keep them out for good? Super rats? I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Homeowners are being advised to look out for super rats invading their homes and gardens this January, with experts claiming the UK public should start taking steps to deter vermin straight away. Wow. The chilly weather could bring super rats into British homes, it is claimed. Homeowners were advised to start taking measures to keep the pests at bay as the cold sets in. The woman from Franworth Bolton was left terrified to enter her garden after it was invaded by super rats. The rodents dug holes and left the area smelling of rat urine and covered in droppings, making it unfit for her grandchildren to play. Right? What a bunch of asses, man. They're dropping urine and poop. And those kids just, just want to play. Messed up. Dude, this is crazy. Chris Chris Burnett, a gardening expert and founder of Gardening Express, said, The cold snap expected this January will mean that these rodents are fleeing their usual habitats and are in search of a warm home. You may find that they are trying to enter your home, and if you're experiencing them in your garden, it means they have viewed it as a suitable place to begin building a nest and keep warm. Wow, a super rat, man. I mean, how big are they? I don't... It doesn't even show a picture. I'm done with that one, man. That's wild. I mean... That's something, yeah, something you gotta look out for if you're in the UK. I hope I don't get no super rats, man. Uh, let's do... Let's do like one more, I think. And then we'll wrap it up. I've been, having, I've been having some fun on this, actually. This is kind of cool. I'm definitely, definitely, um, we're going we're gonna to be called, this is going to be called the Mikey D Unfiltered. I like this. It's like a little, it feels like a conversation. I like this. This is cool. We're doing the uh, DJ Mikey D Unfiltered episode one here. And, uh, hmm, what else? I let my toddler draw on the floor. She deserves a happy childhood. That's from a parent? Wow. Letting your child... I wouldn't let mine. That's for sure. What the hell? Drawing on the floor? Buy paper. Damn. Man claims we have all been eating chip shop fish wrong. I don't care about that, man. How you butter toast reveals hidden layers of your personality. Yeah, okay, buddy. Um, man, we need some more. Surprising gift, woman. Woman recounts nightmare hinge date where a man left and never came back. All right, I'm interested in that, man. Online dating, buddy. Online dating. Online dating gets weird. Hey, uh, 
A woman revealed her ordeal when her date deserted her at the table and left her to pick up the bill. Oh! That's cold, brother. Going on a first date can be a nerve-wracking experience, especially if it's meeting someone from the dating app Hinge. Or any of them, honestly. Uh, from wondering if they will appear the same in real life as to what they do, as to what they are online, as well as hoping you have enough to talk about. That's a fair assessment. I mean, catfishing is a thing. You don't know if they're going to look the same or uh, even talk the same. People can be fake online. That's, yeah. However, the one nightmare any... However, the one nightmare anyone would hate is if they were deserted mid-date as one woman recounted after her date never came back from the toilet, which means she had also had to pay the bill. Her date never came back from the toilet. They were at Duncan and it blew up. It's the same guy. He never came back because he was <laughs> and he had to go get therapy, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Annie Goodwin from Seattle, Washington, opened up about her horror story, Hinge Dating, which had already started terribly when her car wouldn't start. God. She decided to start documenting God the date from the beginning in the now viral clip as she said, I'm going on a date tonight, and I was supposed to meet him at the restaurant a minute ago. I get to my car, and my car won't start, so I texted him to see if he can come pick me up. She then clarified, usually I don't let men pick me up when I'm going to meet someone for the first time, but need help jumpstarting my car. If anything gets any worse for the TikToker, she then decided to share an update on her date night. She revealed he had then deserted her after he went to the toilet. And we know why. <laughs> he went to the bathroom and never came back, she wrote, over a clip of the busy restaurant and empty seat next to her. When she got home, she then explained, as you just saw, the man left me. He picked me up all the way. Oh, yeah, because he picked her up. He picked me all the way up, drove me to the bar, ordered a drink, drank the whole drink, went to the bathroom, never came back. <laughs> oh, my God. He left me knowing damn well that I was stranded because my car hadn't started, so he picked me up. He knew that I was stranded. Annie then revealed not only that he deserted her, blocked her from everything already. Damn. Oh. She says, so that was my very first date of 2024, and that will be the last. Man. Also, can we talk about how he's a therapist? He's a therapist. She hilariously wrote over the video, if you need a reason to delete, to delete Hinge. Wow. So, let me unpack this real quick. All right, so she was going on a date with this guy that she met on Hinge. Okay. And she didn't know if it was catfish or not, whatever. Apparently not, because I guess she, well, her car didn't start. So he came out, picked her up, took her to the bar. Everything was fine. They chilled out. They even got a drink. He drank a, He drank his drink. And then went to the bathroom, but actually dipped out, left her stranded, 
and had to pay the bill. And he's a freaking therapist. <laughs> Boy, that is a crazy story, man. At first, I was kind of like, what the hell is this story about? Like, this shit just happens was on my day. But damn, that is pretty crazy. Like, like, the one day when you want your car to work so you don't get damn stranded. And then this happens. <laughs> oh, boy. What a story, dude. These have been great stories on here. Oh, no. The, uh, the, my camera has died. So you're not going to be able to see me for the closing finish. But, dang, what a freaking episode. This is the, uh, this is the, uh, Mikey D... Shoot, what were we calling this? Mikey D Unfiltered. DJ Mikey D Unfiltered. Episode 1. This is... We're definitely going to be doing more of this. This was fun. I enjoyed reading all these articles today. They were really freaking crazy. But yeah, this is DJ Mikey D Unfiltered. Episode 1. And I'll see you in the next. Catch you later. Bye bye